0: Let's look in John's gospel, uh, chapter 21. Remember, uh, remember what happened to Peter. And uh, remember he denied Jesus three times. So he had a bad day, which was turning into a future bad life. Because remember what he said. He said, I go fishing. And Peter, being the leader, caused everybody else to go with him. So everybody wants to be a leader, but this leadership is there's a lot of responsibility. because as you go, moms and dads, so go your children. Uh, to the teenagers, you're supposed to be a leader, and as you go, so go your friends. Don't be the one that go with your friends. you lead your friends to Jesus. Amen, The body of Christ, we're supposed to be leading. I said, we're supposed to be leading. Amen. Peter is a leader. You know what he was ordained to do. He was ordained to preach the first message. And yet he's in no position. Right? And so this is what the Lord dropped on my heart to talk to you about. It's something he's been dealing with me about. Um, I really love the church of Ephesus. It's my Ephesians. Uh, later on in this year, I already know we're going to preach. Uh, Wednesday night's coming up after I get done with this. Uh, we're going to study the book of Ephesians together. I haven't done it for a really long time. And I love the book of Ephesians. I like to say kind of fancy our church a little bit after the Ephesians church. But when the Lord uh, appeared to John the Revelator... Uh, and and talked about the seven different churches those were seven very real churches seven things those things were going on in that church it's for us today it doesn't necessarily represent seven different distinct time periods in church history i believe it's seven churches real things going on talking to the pastor you got to do this now the church in ephesus was like y'all good y'all good but i got something against you And what did the Lord say? You lost your first love. You're really good at doctrine. You're really good. You know me. You're in Ephesians. Really a deep epistle. But he said, there's this one thing you and I got to work on. And so going forward in 2023, you know, it's interesting that the first thing the Lord wants to start with me and you about is let's make sure our love towards him and others is at the highest place it can be. God is love. He doesn't just love. He is love. It's a big agape, the God kind of love, is a big deal to him. Because that's who he is. And it's interesting. We got Peter here who has really messed up. How many know Peter really messed up? Remember even Jesus trying to warn him about messing up. Do you remember? Hey, before that rooster crow's. You're going to deny me. And he said, what? What? (laughs) All of them may deny you. What is that? That's pride. The Lord's trying to warn him. And he says, no, not me, but look at all them. They're going to do it. I'm not going to do it, but they're going to do it. And what did Peter do? He rejected the Lord's instruction and admonition and warning. Y'all, every one of us in this room, from me to you, uh, we could mess up. Sin is real. And, And the devil is very real. And this is interesting to me that... That seems to be the most important to the Lord. Because how many of you know he's fishing? They're not catching anything. Jesus is up cooking, eating little fish of his own. Don't know where he got it. Hallelujah. Eating some good fish. That's got to be some good fish. And then he yells out to him and teases them. He can be a little ornery. I like it. Count anything? Nope. And then what is this? Now you let it. There it is. They're on the right side. And how many of you know they've been through this before? Peter's been through this before. He, uh, you know, he was supposed to cast out nets, put one net down. And so this time he's like, I'm going to do whatever he says. They get a bunch of fish. Then Peter comes back up. All right, so no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's been happening, if you've been in this room and you came to get a fresh start today, the Lord is all about fresh starts. If you've been going through the motions and you decided this year, I want to serve God, I want to do everything that he wants me to do, then this message is for you. If you've been doing great, this message is for you. If You, you know, whatever's been going on, the Lord wants us to have a fresh start today. Amen. Forgetting things that lie behind. Right. right? Now listen, so here comes Jesus to Peter and he wants to t- talk to him. And so... Um, So verse 13 of John 21, And then come and take bread and give them, and fish likewise. Uh, So this is the third time, verse 15. So when uh, they had dined, Jesus, uh, John 21, 15. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of uh, Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? It's interesting that the Lord is about to help him, and he's called to be a preacher and he's called to do this, and he's called to do that. He doesn't come to him and say, now you messed up. Are you gonna serve me or not? Because you denied me, are you gonna serve me or not? He didn't come with, are you gonna serve me? He doesn't come with, are you going to, are you gonna finish your course or not? He doesn't come with uh, you know, I told you so. Oh, hallelujah. Got any married folk in the room? He didn't come with, I told you so. He didn't come with, I warned you, did he? What's the first thing he wants to talk about? Love. He said, Simon, do you agape me? Now, I don't, I'm not going to go through all this one because this is not really my main point today. But how many of you know, if you've ever heard me teach on this before, and I remember the first time I heard this, it astounded me. Because if you go back to the original language, what did, what did, what did uh, Peter answer? Peter answered. He said, Lord, you know that I phileo, which is what? It's Philadelphia love. It's, come on, y'all been to brother, y'all get a brotherly love. Jesus is up here at agape, but notice that's what he wants to talk about is love. Why? Because God is love. Because everything you and I do flows out of love. Jump ahead a little bit myself, but the Bible says all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. To love the Lord your God and to love your brother as yourself. All the law, lo- everything, it's like a uh, back in the old days or maybe some of you still have them. Um, you got a shower with a tub in it and you got a curtain in there and you got a curtain rod. Have you ever tried to change the curtain and you didn't get the rod right and it tipped and all the rings did what? Everything fell on the floor. Why? Because one of the sides was not up. Or it was uneven. And and so get a picture. You got a curtain rod. And all of the law and the prophets hang on it. Everything God said hangs on these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, strength, mind, and soul, and love your brother as yourself. Now, some of you got to get better at loving yourself because if you don't love you, you don't see yourself in Christ. You can't love anybody else. Some of the meanest people are people who are so hurt, and because they're hurt, they hurt other people. What do they need to fix it? They need the love of God. They need to get over it, and they need to receive the love of God. That's what Jesus, Peter is messed up. He has messed up. He is messed up. He's going back to what he did before he met Jesus. He went back to what he's comfortable with, although now he's ruined for life because he's tasted and he's seen and you know I'm not talking about you being a preacher I'm not talking about you doing anything like that but what God has ordained you to be and so Jesus is coming to him and said we need to do first things first and the first thing you need to know is let's get this love this love thing do you love me do you agape me and he said what you know no I'm you're up here but you know where I am you know everything you know I'm down here and then Jesus did it a second time do you agape me you know I I, know I brotherly love you and then Jesus on the third one, came down to his level. Okay, you brotherly love me, brotherly love me. Something happened there which I believe elevated Peter back up to the place of agape because we know later what happens on the day of Pentecost. He is ready to go. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? Whatever God has for you. So the important thing is you need to understand is so many times when and we start new, it's like, well, what do I need? What's the biggest thing? Well, if God is love, and we see God, Jesus, who is raised from the dead, all God, restoring Peter with love. He didn't say, are you going to serve me or not? He's gonna, he didn't say, I told you so. He didn't say, you know, you really irritate me. What did he say? Do you love me? Do you love me with the God kind of love? What? Because really the truth of the matter is, and that's why Jesus, uh, when he was talking to the church in Ephesians in Revelations chapter 2. Let's look at Revelations 2, 4. Uh, we'll look at it out of the amplified, probably classic. Not positive, amplified classic, I think. But I have this one charge to make against you. You have left or abandoned the love you had at first. You have uh, deserted me, your first love. You have deserted me, your first love. So, in order for us to get where we need to go, in order for me to get where I need to go, in order for you to get where I need to go, let's lay everything aside. Great doctrine, all that. We love that around here. But let's concentrate on this this morning. What is the Holy Ghost asking you? Do you love Jesus? Is he number one in your life? Now, you know what, I'm a, I, don't, I don't ever know what's going to happen around here. Things have changed in the last two or three years. I don't know who's going to show up, who's not going to show up. But it's, it was New Year's Eve last night, and it's first service, 9 a.m., and y'all here. Number one in showing up is showing up. Number one in loving Jesus is just showing up. That's the greatest thing I love about him. If you'll just show up, he'll help you. If you'll just show up, he'll help you. If you just show up, he'll help you. If you just show up, he'll help you. If If you just position yourself to get in the room where the anointing is, you don't have to know everything. And you don't need to stay there, but you don't have to know everything. The anointing will help you. The power of God will help you. What's the warning? Now, you all know me. If if you're new, you may not. But I am doctrine, 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 doctrine. Word of God, Word of God, Word of God. you got to be very careful and preach the Word and the Word only and no opinions. I don't really need your opinion. You don't need my opinion. I don't need to know what you believe. I need to know what the Bible says. Well, I just believe. Well, now we got a problem. Because if you don't tell me what the Word says, it's not important what you believe. Well, I have a right to be- If you're a believer, you don't have a right to believe whatever you want to believe. We have, it's really pretty easy. Now there's multiple translations and you need to look at a number of them, but we believe what the word says. That's what you have a right to believe. You don't get to come up with new stuff just because the culture's changing. You don't get to come up with new stuff just because the culture's changing. When we need to adapt. Yeah, we need to adapt to God. That's what we need to adapt to. We need to get back. And so for him though, in all that, what's, the greatest of these is what? Now, my wife, this is interesting because every time the Lord has me deal with this, I'm like, why don't you have Pastor Ron to preach this? This is her subject. She's the love queen. And she's helped me a lot with that because uh, back in the day, I could be very easily offended and hold a grudge. But we're, we're learning. Hallelujah. <laughs> we're growing. But it's interesting that the Lord didn't come at Peter with you really messed up, you should have listened to me. Now, we know in other parts of the scripture, it's not long wrong. You know, remember Paul in the ship, he said, You should have hearkened unto me. That means you should have listened to me. But here Jesus is coming and just saying, the first thing I need you to know, because like what it says in Revelation is, even though all your doctrine's good, all this is good, you're a strong church, you gotta watch this. Don't lose your first love. You got to keep the spark alive. You got to keep. You got. You got. You got to stay sparky with the Lord. You know what I mean? You got. You got. You got to. You got to make sure that you're keeping your love alive. So, um, all throughout the Word of God, it's even in the Old Covenant, Deuteronomy six five, and says, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your might." And then uh, we looked at this a little bit, uh, but let's look at it. Matthew 37 through forty. And Jesus said unto him, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is likened unto it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Hang all the law and the prophets. So it's important for us to see. Did I give the wrong scripture? Matthew 22. Yeah, 37. 37. Uh, So Jesus said, you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And then he said, that's the first and the greatest commandment. So the first thing we got to do is what? Our love has to go to, he said, I have one thing against you. You lost your first love. Jesus came to Peter, and the thing he needed to fix was the love thing. Not the serving thing. Not the obedience thing. I don't know if I'm getting it to you. See, if you work on the main, let's keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing to God is love. It's interesting that it's the first and greatest commandment that you love the Lord God with all your heart. Yet we try to make other things the main thing when the main thing is we ought to be going this way, very vertical, loving God. If you don't have that, then all the other stuff you're trying to do won't be uh, what God wants. Because then you're just trying to do it out of rote. You're trying to do it, somebody told you you need to do this. And even being a doer of the word, you're just trying to do something to get God to do something. But really what he wants and needs from you is love. God made Adam and Eve because he wanted a family. Not because he wanted someone to boss around. Not someone to do work. He wanted a family. So much so that he came and talked to them every day. God Almighty. He wants us to love him. That's the greatest thing about salvation is Jesus, for God so loved the world that he gave. So he showed love first. When we were all together unlovely, he loved us. What does he want in response back? Don't make this too simple this morning. Listen to me. He first and foremost just wants you to love him. That last song I had them sing, I have really been meditating on that over the last few months. Um, And then the the older chorus at the end, uh, that's my second favorite chorus probably in the history of me uh, learning and worshiping the Lord. It's just so simple. I love you. I love you. And it's interesting when you get in deep with that, you're going to hear a response back from the Lord. I love you too. He loves you. He loves you. What does he want from you? He wants your love. What does he want? it? He he doesn't want it conditional. Lord, if you do this, then I'll serve you. No, it's not about that. I I love you, so I'm going to serve you. I love you, so I'm going to tithe. I love you, so I'm going to come to church. I love you, so I'm going to help. I love you, so I'm going to minister to somebody. I love you. I love you. I love you. Why? Because you first loved me. Because you changed my life. I love you. I love you. So this is the first. It always has been with God. Even in Deuteronomy, even those people who were not born again, all he wanted was their love. We try to give him everything else. And really a part of that is because we're just used to brotherly or the other kinds of love. Go to Pastor Rhonda's love walk class and she'll tell you all about them. But God's most interested really in agape, the God kind and quality of love. So what did Jesus say? He said, this is the first and the greatest commandment. And we got to love the Lord with all of our heart and all our mind. This is the second like and unto it. You'll love your neighbor. (laughs) Well, what the world needs now is agape, sweet agape. What a difference it would make. And I think this is why some things over the last couple years have really wrangled me. It's because I didn't see any love anywhere. And if you really hear people and there's no love, love for people, love for God and what they're saying, it really should irritate you. God is love. Well, it's about being right. God is love. It's about, it's God is love. And the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. He didn't even say you had to do it on your own. But the two great commandments are what? Love God, love people. Love God, love people. What's his warning to you? Don't lose your first love. What is your first love? Who is your first love? Jesus. I love you. I love you. I honor you. I keep you first in my life. I love you. And and that's how we know. So, um, I had these things, these phrases, uh, I was uh, uh, doing something, oh, I think, yeah, I was at the gym. I was, I was on the, just minding my own business on the elliptical, and then I heard these, uh, these three words, uh, search, seek, and set. I like it when, I like those, like, same letter words, and the Lord knows that. <laughs> search, seek, talking about loving God, set. Let's look at Jeremiah Jeremiah 29, let's start with verse 12. Jeremiah 29, 12. In this beginning of this year, keeping the love of God first, it says, you call on me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken to you. Verse 13, you know this scripture. If you seek me and find me, will you search for me with all of your heart? Everybody say search. The love of God, we search after his love. I'm not seeking his hand. I'm not seeking his blessings. I'm not We teach you all that. Yes. He's if you don't know that, you need to know that God wants to bless you. He wants to help. but I'm not seeking his hand. I'm seeking him. If I seek him, I get his hand. Amen. Search for me with what? All of your heart. So if you love the Lord this year the first thing you're going to do is you're really going to get in there and start searching for him with all of your heart. And when you search for him with all of your heart, what's going to happen to you? What's going to happen? Verse 14. And I will be found. How I mean, you know God's not hiding from you. Searching, this is not hide and go seek. God's not hiding. He's on the throne room. He's always been there. He'll always be there. But what do you got to do? It's the attitude of love and this thing of, I'm going to search for him with all my heart this year. I'm going to put, I'm going to make Jesus Lord. I'm going to make him priority. Everybody say search. And then Matthew 6.33, you know this one. Matthew 6.33, what does it say? Seek ye first the. So but search. And then what are we going to do? We got to seek. But we, And even in Jeremiah, it says to seek. Seek first the kingdom of God and his, and all these things will be added. So I don't have to seek things, things will seek me. I don't have to seek things, and we're not a church, if you stick around, because sometimes these days people get uncomfortable when you talk about things and money and offering. But listen, the Bible is full of that, and around here the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. It didn't say money was the root of all evil. you got to have money to be a blessing to people. If you don't have something, you can't give it away. And what's the key here? So if you love the Lord, you're gonna search for him with all of your heart. You're gonna seek him, and then you're gonna find him. You're gonna be you're gonna find him. Number two, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he's gonna take care of you. And then the third thing you gotta do is set Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. It talks about setting your affections. If you be risen with Christ, there are any born-again people in the room. Hallelujah. What are we supposed to do? There it is again. Seek those things which are above. How I mean, you know, our mindset has to be on things above. We can't be so mindful of things here on the earth. I know sometimes, you know, in teaching some things, we teach you how to live and how to walk with God. But you need to be more eternity-minded than you are naturally-minded. Seek those things which are above. Let's look at it again. Seek those things which are above. If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Number two, verse two says, set. Everybody say, set. Set. So I got to do what? I got to search. I got to seek. And then I got to set my affections on things. above. Set my love. Set my attention. Set my affection on things above. How did, what does loving God look like? Well, Jesus very clearly said it. So I want you to look with me at John's, John's Gospel, chapter 14. And this is really where the Lord began with me uh, to talk to you today. So here we are, finally at where he said to get to. Hallelujah. John, chapter 14. But it's all good, amen? amen. It's all good, John 14. He says this. So we're talking about uh, the, this commandment, love the Lord your God Love, love everybody. Your neighbor is everybody who's around you. All the law and the prophets hang on it. Jesus said this. He said uh, in Revelation that I have something against you. You lost your first love. You lost the spark. So let's get that back. And then he talked talk to me about searching for him, seeking for him, setting your affections on him. And then it says this. Then it says this in John chapter 14. Hallelujah. Verse number 15. Y'all good? Um. Uh, because right above it, you know, uh, whatever you ask in my name, I'll give it to you. If I ask anything in my name, I'm going to do it. Verse 15: If you love me, I say, I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. So, is there proof that we really love Him? Yes. Yes. Now, don't get quiet on me. This is the wrong place to get quiet. <laughs> if you love me, do what? I Keep. <laughs> what does that mean? Do. What? What are his commandments? Well, commandment number one, what are the two commandments? To love the Lord your God and to love your brothers as you love yourself. If you fulfill these, you filled the big ten. And I'm not talking about a football conference. If you do those two, you fulfill all ten. Are the ten commandments still for today? Well, they are in this way, if you've, but, but you're supposed to be working on two. And if you do the two, you'll do the ten. Because if you love your brother, you're never going to commit adultery. If you love your brother, you're not going to lie or steal. If you love the Lord, you're not going to worship idols. Is that right? So is the 10 relevant? It is. I don't think you need a plaque. I don't think you need to, uh, you know, get a shirt that says these are the big 10. Uh, Let's just get the big two. I I think people need to worry about the big two today. Love the Lord and love your neighbor. Then you'll fulfill it. Amen. And Jesus said, if you love me, if you love me, I I tell this all the time, but it was a good lesson for me. When Pastor Ron and I first got married, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of money. And we just, you know, we found each other kind of late in life and we're just enthralled with one another, still are. And, uh, you know, I'd be here at church and, you know, um, you can go back in that day, you could go by Kroger or the grocery store and pick up a little bouquet of flowers, like four bucks or something like that. And so I would come home and I would say, man, I just thought about you all day and I was going to get you flowers. And I just really thought about you all day and I was going to get you flowers. And I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not joking. I really thought I was going to get credit because I thought about it. Because what is that little thing? The thought is what counts, right? Isn't that what they say? It's the thought that counts. I really believed that. And so I honestly, for the first few months, I really thought I should get credit. And maybe she just smiled. But one day she said to me, it doesn't count. It just doesn't count. You should have done it. The thought doesn't count if you don't put any action behind it. The thought doesn't, well, I, I love you, Lord. But if you don't do what he says, and we got a whole lot of what he says. If you do this, if you keep the word, then Jesus said, okay, you love me. (laughs) Amen. Can we tell if we love God? Can we tell if others love God? Not not to be judgy, but sure you can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 21. He that has my commandments and keeps them. So number one, you got to get them. You can't keep what you don't know you can't do the word you don't know. Well, if I don't know it, then I'm not responsible for it. Wrong. You are responsible for the word. I heard a lot of people say, well, I just don't want to learn it. That way the Lord won't hold me responsible. You're responsible for it anyway because it's available to you. I've heard people say that. Well, I just don't want to learn. I want to stay ignorant. That way the Lord won't be so hard on me. Well, that's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. If he if, if you have my commandments and keep them, you're the one that loves the Lord. And he, I love this part, and he that loves me shall be loved of the Father. And I will love him. And I will manifest. That's not talking about in the sweet by and by. It's not talking about heaven. That's about right now. Who does the Lord manifest to? Those that love him. Well, see. It's not just about those who uh, do everything they're supposed to do or do everything. No, those that get number one, number one, love the Lord. He'll work on growing you up because he won't leave you that way. But the first thing that is out of his control is how much you love the Lord. That's on you. That's on me. Are we all good? Woo, this is so good. All right, verse 23. Then Jesus answered and said to him, if a man love me. He will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him, and we're going to live in them. uh, He that loves me not keeps not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. So is it clear? Can the Lord tell whether you and I love him or not? Y'all good on New Year's Day? what's the lord what's the most important thing to him do you love him can he tell if you love him is that not good english i don't know can you can you tell if can he tell if you really love him by what by our action by what we do the thought is not enough and i know you're here this morning so that tells me with your feet you, your action is i love the lord and all we're going to do is we're just going to keep taking it to the next level i love the lord because I'm, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to love the brethren. I'm going to love those that are kind to me and those that are unkind to me. Oh. I'm going to be careful what I post. What I like. I'm going to walk in love. Even on whatever platform you're currently platforming. I have no idea because I'm on none of them. And I thank the Lord. <laughs> just real quick, what did 1 John chapter 4, we'll just skip to verse 20, 1 John four twenty: If a man say I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. What's Jesus' number one thing? Peter, do you love me? It looks like you don't because you denied me. And it's got you really messed up. So let's get the big thing, let's get it fixed. Do you love me? Peter, full of condemnation, said, I don't agape you, I, I brotherly love you. And the Lord worked with him. It's interesting that this love and this new year, this is really big. And I, I don't know if I'm getting to you good enough. loving God and loving people, that's the most, it seems to me, the most important thing on God's mind and heart for us as a body. Because God is love. And he's not asking you to do it on your own. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. And I know you know this. Most of you know this. But are we doing it? Does Jesus know we really love him? And if we really love him, the proof is we do what he says. We don't take his suggestion. It's not a, I'll get to it when I can. That's not convenient for me, Lord. I'll get around to it someday. If you love him, you'll just do it. If you love him, you just do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, just real quick. Um, let's look at some things just, I want to, I want to beef you up, so to speak. I want to, I want to make you ready and make you aware of there are some real things that cause us the love to get chipped away because nobody in this room and not me and not you, we're never going to just go up and say, well, Lord, I just don't love you anymore. It's not that. But if some of you like me, you've been doing this a long time. How do you know? Sometimes um, when you've been doing, there's the familiarity which I love, but also you can lose the spark of it, just like in a marriage relationship or a friendship. You can lose the spark of it. What's the Lord trying to say? Is c- come on, Sparky. Come come on, let's get this. Let's let's make this intense again. Let, let's make this vertical. This thing, me and you have. Let's make it vertical. And guys. You can be intimate with the Lord, um, and we need to be intimate with the Lord. It's not a woman thing. He's very real, and our love for him should be very real. It doesn't have to come out looking like what a woman, How you don't have to, none of us have to worship the same way. There are some common things, lifting our hands, and yes, opening our mouth and speaking, but your relationship with the Lord is between you and the Lord, and, and yet you need to figure out how to make it intense. You need to figure out how to make it real, how to make it natural, so to speak. There are some things, though, that we can do. Revelations two five again. Remember, therefore, from whence you are fallen. It's not bad to remember what he brought you out of. That's why you often hear me say, uh, "He delivered me out of a dung hill and set me up with his princes." Uh, uh, <laughs> before Jesus BC, before Christ, my life was a mess. I was a good kid, but my life was a mess. My mind was a mess. My emotions were a mess. I was a mess. And so I thank God when I remember that, how he delivered me, how he changed me, how he gave, every once in a while I'll just, you know, I'll just be like, Lord, you, you have, whew, you did exceeding abundantly above all I could ever ask or think. I look back on my life and I know it's a miracle, A, that I'm still here, but B, everything you've done for me. I appreciate it so much. Amen. Amen. Remember from, when you are, from where you came from. It says repent. So every once in a while, if you're not feeling it, maybe a little repentance is required. And then do the first work. Um, Matthew 21, 12. Oh, my. Matthew 21, 12. It says, and Jesus went to the temple and cast out. Uh, that's not the right one. So obviously I wrote something down because I added it to my notes late at night. Um, nope, that's not it. Well, I'll just give you the scripture and then second service will get the right scripture. It says, um, it says this. It says, because of iniquity, the love of many wax cold. Because of, in, what's Iniquity. That's, an, that's a King James word for sin. Because of being a friend of the world, being a person who go, does what their flesh wants to do. Oh, I didn't put the little four on it. It looks like a one. thank you. Because of iniquity, where iniquity about the love of many shall wax cold. So what do we got to be careful of? What's the warning? I'm not going to yield to my flesh. I'm not going to yield to sin. Because sin does what? It comes against my love I have for the Lord. Because then we love the things of this world more uh, remember Demas? Demas loved the things of this world more than he loved God. And he left Paul and went back to the world, went back to Thessalonica. What does it do? Well, it doesn't just hurt you. It really starts working on your love towards the Lord. No sin. Amen? Um. One of the things, you remember, um, is it Mary, the she came with the, her box, the alabaster box? You remember they all got mad at her? And Jesus said about her, because she was forgiven so much, she loves much. Right? And so, um, I, you know, maybe you weren't a gangster. Maybe you grew up in church and, you know, but, but you got to be careful if there wasn't that great you know, a, a bad, bad past that you don't just go at this with a little bit of love. Uh, no matter what your sin was, he delivered you greatly. It's important. Those are just a few. All right. I was going to leave these out, but And any time, this is what I love about the Lord. Anytime you endeavor to do what he wants you to do what does he do he always responds i like the psalms 91:14 talking about us because we set our love on him what's he going to do for us i'm going to deliver you when you set your love on him what's he set out to do to deliver why we set our love on him he sets out to deliver you he sets out to help you that's just what he does. Then what does he do? Well, when you love him, it's also a form of humbling yourself. Then what does he do? He lifts you up. Psalms 145.20. The Lord preserves all of them that love him. The Lord preserves all of them. And I don't think that's just at the end. I think that's right now. Amen. Do you love the Lord?